You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Modern Family. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Modern Family news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Modern Family! Yay! We're here, this is Shannon Joy Rogers, and I am here with Mario Hernandez, it's just us for the day, and we are here to talk about episode 8, After the Fire, Uh, great, great show. What Um, a solemn title. After yeah, the fire, makes it sound like you know, things we lost in the fire. Yeah, I, you know, after this, I was like, man, is my insurance policy like legit right now? Because you, that would really be devastating. Do you have renters insurance? I do. Okay. I need to just check it out. All right. Now. You know, there's all those clauses, and yeah. California is different from Texas. I actually had it like kind of moved Transferred. over. Yeah, so. We'll see about that. All right, yeah. But yeah, uh, I thought it was great. The Dumfies got together to um, host like a, a charity for this family mm-hmm. that was close to them in the neighborhood for, you know, everybody to bring their appliances, just extra things laying around. They could donate to help this family uh, build their house back up from the ground up. And at the very end, you see that they move into a house that Phil was actually uh, a part of, He was the agent for. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, and the whole episode took place in a day, which mm-hmm. is cool. So it's like we have that kind of, you know, unitary, like, everything will happen on this day, which mm-hmm. is, you know, wonderful if you think about shows like The Simpsons or something where where people always say, well, Maggie's been, you know, uh, she's been eight, you know, or four, whatever, yeah. for 20-something years. And, well, if you think about, it, like, if each episode is a day, yeah, then there's still plenty of, of well, comic gold. There's, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it was a good, it was a good episode for sure. So, um, yeah, have you ever had any kind of disaster like that at your house or near miss Actually, strange, right before I moved here, actually, uh, I moved out here to L.A. from New York, from Brooklyn, uh, about 13 months ago. And uh, literally, uh, my last day of work, I was flying out on a Monday, my last day of work Friday, that Thursday night, so the weekend before I moved out here. Um, there was a big rainstorm and I was keeping my stuff in a friend's basement in Brooklyn and didn't put two and two together. It was a heavy rainstorm and you know, I like closed the windows and I was uh-huh. like, man, it's really raining cats and dogs. And then in the morning when I went downstairs, the entire basement was flooded. Oh no. And with one or two exceptions, you know, the smart thing is to have them in plastic tubs, mm-hmm. but I had most of my stuff either in cardboard boxes or in suitcases. And then very stupidly, I had put the suitcases flat on the ground because every time I went to get clothes, you know, I just opened up the suitcase. So I had them flat on the ground for maximum seepage. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of a pain in the butt. Um, luckily, I kind of sold most of my stuff. So it was basically just clothes. So I literally, yeah. and then they're all wet. So it was like, you know, pounds and pounds of wet clothes. So did you wash it out or? Yeah, I immediately just- took them and, and it was actually. Actually, interest, interestingly enough, 
In all of my years in New York, I lived there for about seven years, I had my laundry done for me maybe twice. And I'm very particular about my laundry. Even now, it's like <laughs> I, have, I, I, I let my girlfriend do some of it and, and I do my own. But um, I, I was so particular. And then literally like my last load of laundry that I did in New York was, was I had this yeah. uh, nice little Chinese woman do about, you know, and I showed up yeah. and it was lit- and, and they do it by weight, which sucks of course, cause mm-hmm. it was wet and it was expensive. So, Oh man, uh, are you serious? They do it by weight? Yeah, they do it by weight. So, you know, I showed up with, I didn't realize yeah. I didn't realize 40 that's or 50 how it pounds worth, you know, of, of wet clothes that normally would only weigh, you know, 26 pounds or mm-hmm. whatever. But uh yeah, so that was kind of a pain. But that's that's a minor thing. I haven't really uh thankfully I've never had anything yeah. weird. My uncle had a um had actually in the woodlands, he had a tree fall and crush his mm. house. Like Isn't that the worst? Is so yeah, with say with that, I know a friend of mine who had like uh like a palm tree like you know, when those things fall, they can do damage. Like, uh, not the entire tree, but the leaves. Yeah. That's why they cut them so often. And it, and it dented her, the top of her car. Uh. And the city was like, Oh, well, there's nothing we can do. About, like they used to do something about it, I guess, years ago, but now there's nothing they can do about it. So it's like, God, that is just, it's so out of everybody's hands. Like, right. you know, at that point. But, uh, yeah, luckily I've never had any, um, really large disaster. Well, with our friend, with our mutual friend, Andrew, the last time we went to, were you with us? The last time we were at UCB, uh, a few weeks ago, when we came out, the palm tree in front of his apartment was on fire. Oh, seriously? Yeah. And it was funny because like, we're walking back just very casually. We're chatting and I had parked literally right in front of his building, which is about a block away from the UCB Mm -hmm. uh, theater. And, you know, fire engines and they're walking by. We're still talking. Was, uh, and then like, we're about a block away and we see him park. And I, and I casually, I said, oh, your house is on fire. And then we kept talking and it wasn't until literally we got in front of his house. He was like, wait, that's my building. And I said, yeah, I told you about a block ago that your house was on fire. And it turns out it wasn't his house. It was the palm tree that was right in front. But my car was wedged in between the fire truck that had come <laughs> and the palm tree that's on fire. And I have a rag top. Oh, so I was my like, God. But, uh, you know. It was I, all good. It was fine. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Man, that's close call. I know. It's, it, I, like, I've actually seen more stuff happen here in L.A. than I did in New York. And I know New York has this kind of. Like the reputation of, of having it being kind like, of like where, where the action happened. Disaster. Yeah. <laughs> no way, man. I've seen more car accidents, more like L.A. is the real deal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so another thing about this episode we were pointing out was uh, the pairing up of uh, people and how those stories, you know, get told. And, and you, uh, the main one I thought about was uh, when Cam and Alex and Haley, the three of them went off on their little duty to go get the uh, the truck, the moving truck, so they could move all the, the um, pos- new possessions to the new house. And you never really see Cam and Alex and Haley have a storyline. No. And, and, and I'm just thinking as like a writer before even – experiencing this episode how do you even put that on paper you know it's like they did it they did such a good job of kind of making it seamless and you know it's just like oh you're going with your uncle cam and now you guys are gonna have a little adventure together and it was it was super funny you know and then the audience uh is attracted to that kind of thing you know seeing every aspect and every family member intertwined because that's got to be that's got to be difficult to figure out in a season where each character's um storyline goes where the art goes how to flow between each other you know between the families and not just have it be just manny jay and gloria not just right. have it be just lily cam and mitch you know what i mean like having everybody kind of uh 
mix and mingle with each other, which I think is great. I mean, the writers on the show are obviously brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I really liked their story a lot. Well, the way they're able to do it is, you know, in, in every one of the families, there's the breadwinner who goes out and has a job and then one person who stays home. So you're right that the challenge is how do we get those people that stay home to kind of uh, mix it up with, with the other characters. Mm-hmm. So like Claire, you know, we've got this this plot line that's been dropped for now, right? She's running for. for yeah, the- we haven't seen it. This week uh, and last week wasn't a new episode, right. I believe. So, um, so there's, the, you know, that's kind of uh, that's on hold for now. So mm-hmm. we know that that's going to recur, and we should David come Cross. back up. Uh, they added a couple shows, I think, to the season, or oh, nice. at least on IMDb, they did. Uh, there's going to be three more after this one. Cool, so cool, cool. maybe starting in de- the first week of December, since next week's Thanksgiving week. I'm All not right. sure if there's a Thanksgiving episode. Um, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love their it. I love their holiday episodes. The holiday episodes. episodes are wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we have um and then yeah, in this case Cam, who's kind of usually at home with Lily, mm-hmm. um, is now interacting with the girls. And you know, it's it's one of those things where when you're writing sitcoms, you know, it's it's the sit in sitcoms, it's a situational. So you have these characters that are um that have their each have their own thing. And in Cam's case, he is this uh hypersensitive kind of proud proud strong masculine masculine yeah in his own way right he's very country he was raised on a farm he's willing to tell you that like at a moment's notice he's always willing to 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 bust out his his farm Farm credentials yeah yeah. yeah, his farm knowledge (laughs) and so in this one it's like okay well how can we how can we offend his masculinity his you know his his gayness in this case and it's you know they make this offhand comment that he interprets as you know, you're gay, therefore you can't drive a truck. And yeah. they're like, and then it turns out, it's like, no, you, we're surprised you can drive a truck. We're, we're surprised, you, you know, you it's don't hurt you. yourself because <laughs> yeah. it's you because you can do anything. And, <laughs> you know, you're usually such a crazy person that, uh, so it's, it's, that, that was nice. And then of course, um, you know, even within that world, the two girls, they get to, you know, bust each other's chops. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Haley calls, uh, Haley's the older one. Yes. Yeah. Haley calls Alex the nerd twice. So there's still like even within that kind of uh, a subset of of this of the plot line mm-hmm. is that we're still going to keep these two. You know, the two sisters are going to bicker. Yeah. And then in the face of adversity, they're going to you know they're going to bond together, you know, with crazy Cam. Help their uncle, uncle out. Help their uncle yeah. out. <laughs> and then and then they go back to. Rah, 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 rah. I love the guy that just has one line that the trucker that uh, Haley goes again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the big bear. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's awesome. He's and like, Cam's yeah. like offended, like, oh yeah, that guy, please. Yeah, she's gonna help us. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, along with, uh, you know, he's going to get the mu- moving van to move all their stuff, and so the boys, Luke and Manny. Yeah, the boys get into their own adventure. Yeah, they do. They're uh, packing away. Luke's packing away like his rollerblades, some toys and things, and then uh, Manny's mom Gloria comes up with a toy that they both have been wanting you know yep. and they're like and so um manny tries to be the voice of reason you know and and luke is obviously the devil on his shoulder speaking into his ear yep. and he's like that kid never shares his toys we're gonna play with them right now I'm like yeah and he said what, what does he say to him he says something like you you are you're a bad influence and he's like you need me yeah <laughs> so, no it's it's funny that that like you said manny's the voice of reason he's kind of the more adult and i love that because once again that's something you can play with forever. That's such a great like character trait. Mm-hmm. Like he's this kind of emotionally developed young man, this boy who wants to be a man, 
but he's still a boy. But he's so, still a boy. He's still a boy. So he's going to get into trouble like this yes. and, you know, let it be. And, le- and and the whole time he can be, you know, he can be neurotic and whiny about it. Be like, you know, why did I let you talk me into this? Yeah. Why, you know, have I, you know, I'm walking to Canada, he says, yeah. you know, he's like, they're going to look for your body. So he tries to be this kind of adult. But, you know, his, his, his answer to that is, I'm going to walk to Canada. Yeah. You know, like that's such a kid, you know, being like, I'm out of here. I can't. I can't deal with it. I can't do it. But uh, Luke is 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 the the bad boy, mm-hmm. um, and you know they didn't highlight this too much in this episode. But um, I love uh, Luke and his father's dynamic. I, yeah. I just think like for, for whatever reason, that is the bloodline that I see most clearly in other words the 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 luke is kind of his his father's spitting image Mm -hmm. you know they're just they're just a couple of knuckle-headed guys and they get into trouble together and quite often they're doing stuff and even even luke has his limits like with with like the treehouse episode but uh i I love that yeah they said in one episode i think it was in the first season i'm kind of vaguely remembering uh um when ty um he plays Phil had like a talking head in one of the couch interviews. And he said something like, uh, as long as I stay my, my little boy's best friend, like I know that he'll yes. respect me or like some, yes, something yes, along yes. those lines. So I feel like they, and I, of course that's his, that's his boy, you know, yep. like he has two girls that obviously he loves, but that's, that's his boy. And that's, you know, he wants to raise them and have fun with them and, you know, let them be, become the man that he hopes that he can mold him to be. The man that 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 he kind of turned into, which yeah. is like you know a good heart, maybe not, you know, maybe not the smartest all. guy in the room, <laughs> not always bright, but he, his intentions he means well. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know one one of the other really wonderful things about the show, and and you you see this, I think, um, and certainly in this episode, especially with the kind of the codas that they have at the end, where everybody's kind of uh, they're doing voiceovers and they're talking about well, family is. <laughs> it's, it's a really sweet show, despite. The craziness despite the zaniness it's it's a really sweet nice show mm-hmm. you know and it's and it's and it's a nice uh i think it's a nice antidote to and it's very traditional i think classic in that way a nice traditional antidote to you know some of the other newer shows that are that are coming yeah that, that are kind of meaner even even other shows that are centered around family we were talking about this uh another time about how there's never any. There's no one's cheating on anybody. Right. There's never any, any scandals, or no one's getting divorced, or you know what I mean. It's just like this is the fa- and this is the family that we've had for you know however x right. many years, and and there are generations like that out there in the world. Not everybody's family. No offense to anyone whose parents have been divorced. Sorry, or, or going through some bad times right now with your family but yeah. but it's true you know and it still speaks to those people too because that's the life that they imagine that's what they hope to build from if they've had a broken home or whatever yeah. you know they, it kind of gives them hope instead of just dwelling in the the negative um, pessimistic sides of how things can go wrong in, in a family but they never touch on that in this. I, I, yeah, there's never, there's never, uh, there's no, there's not. There's enough drama with just their everyday lives. Right. <laughs> that, Again, the char- the character, and you know, they, you know, this because they they teach us this at, uh, at at UCB, and it's like it will character will drive everything. So it's like once we have these characters in place, we don't need anything else, and you know, we yeah. don't we don't need some outside forces. In this case, there was a fire that happened off screen to a family that we've probably not met. I don't think we've met them throughout mm-hmm. the series, but. We're now using that as the plot point around which all of these other things are going to revolve. And the thing is, we know these characters. So it's almost like, you know, you could almost draw stuff out of a hat and be like, okay, well, in this episode, um, Cam 
we're going to give Cam something to do where his masculinity is going to be offended. Um, you know, the, the massage scene, you know, we're going to have an intimate moment, which is what um, Jay dreads and, uh, and Phil longs for in that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, what's the funniest way we can do it? We'll give him a massage, you know, and then that'll, that'll lend itself to a lot of kind of, you know, uh, homoerotic humor yeah. and then, you know, the happy ending joke at the end, of course, yeah. uh, which they did that, you know, you knew that was coming at some point. Yeah. Yeah. No pun intended. And, uh, but they did it in a, in a cool way, you know, that was still unexpected. And then yeah, the right it was delivered just like flawless. Yeah. And, and the right reactions. So it, it's a great show. Yeah. It's such a good show. Um, let's see. I like, you know, Phil being the massage therapist, he just goes, <laughs> not that he only, not that he's always trying to impress Jay. He just enjoys doing stuff a hundred percent and committing to it. Yes. Like he had candles. He was, mm-hmm. you know, warming up, stretching right, his wrist. <laughs> and that's, I mean, to a T, that's what a massage therapist mm-hmm. is just like that, you know, and he has his own table and everything. Have they it's, ever mentioned that? I, you know, I tried to think about it. I don't know. I don't think so. So that's one of those, know. that's, that's wonderful. You know, um, that's like when they just brought up what Jay does for a living, the building closets, right? Uh, you know, in commercial buildings yeah. type thing. I never really knew what he did, but I figured it's something on a large scale, you know. Yeah, but yeah, this is an, a hidden kind of talent, you know. Um, yeah, the only thing I, I thought about was anything for his backstory was uh, him being a cheerleader, and I was like, I don't know if I, they've ever mentioned any other aspirations that, that he's had or other jobs or anything like that. That's the so. beautiful thing when you start in the middle of something, you can then just go back and kind of reverse engineer yeah. and say, okay, well, he was whatever. You know, it's something to think about um, for any writers out there that are that, that think that they have to come in. Obviously, you want to know your characters. You want to give them a backstory. But even once you start down that path, you know, don't be afraid to kind of go back in there and tweak it. Because if it's, you know, in the case of, of Phil, you know, how old is he? Mid, mid to late 30s, possibly early 40s. Um, I know, would say he's got an 18-year-old. I would say 40s. So 40s? Okay. Uh, I'm being optimistic. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. He's, he could be. Um, Teen dad. He could have been. He could have been. Uh, but yeah, so don't don't be afraid to, you know, those are 40-odd years that, mm-hmm. that in the, you know, we know we know college. We know, okay, maybe when he was a kid. There's a lot of time for you to kind of fill in the gaps. Yeah, even four years of doing something just every day it, in a 40 year span, that's only a 10th of his life. Right. You know what I mean? It, but it still made a huge impact yeah. somewhere. So, and you don't also, you also don't have to like throw all that information out to the audience in the first hell in the first season. Right. You really don't, you know? And also it shows, you know, it's, it moves away. Once again, this modern family idea moves away from the traditional notion that, you know, you go to college, you know what you want, you're yeah. at the same job for 30, 40 totally. years, which doesn't happen. People people jump around. It doesn't. And- yeah, my brother and I had that conversation when uh, when I first decided to move out here. Uh, I, you know, went to college. Two weeks after I graduated, I went to work for the energy company that I interned for, worked there for five years as a financial analyst. And then I was like, still itching wanna, to act. Yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of left, you know, and... and uh, you, obviously, my parents want me to have. They want me to live the life that you know makes that I seem in, to enjoy and you know have fun and love my life. Obviously, but they also come from the the age of you know sticking to one job and you, yeah. and that's where your career stays for twenty or within that same field or something of that yeah. nature. You know, but that's just so not how it is. Now. It's not how it is anymore. And especially out in Los Angeles, it's just 
you don't even most of these people that write or act don't have college degrees don't hadn't you know gone through some didn't go to Tish as you know as an actor yeah, or, even if you did you're still you're still around. you're still fighting with the other <laughs> you know five ten African American female that didn't <laughs> that's you you Mario oh that's me okay I'm the five ten oh we are oh. both <laughs> we're, we're in the running graphic. yeah yeah <laughs> but it's true you know you just never know it's so subjective and so that's that's fascinating to me. But yes, that is a great thing that they kind of touch upon. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, little details that you kind of let out. And, and so th- this is character. You know, people's lives are a character. So on one hand, you don't want to go plot heavy and say, and then in 1992, you know, I moved yeah. here. Because that's just trivia. But we can we can kind of you know discern from that that if you know he used to be a a, a masseur uh, and now he's a you know now he's real estate and now he's you know we can we can assume that he did some other things and that's how people are that's that 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 fleshes out the character that makes it well rounded mm-hmm. and each each one of these people especially the adults you know they have this whole rich history that that's just really fun for us to discover and and for and, then and for, for the, the writers kids, to write you get to see it right mm-hmm. in front of your eyes so yeah. i think that's also a fun dynamic too yeah no lily in this episode again no yeah i wonder how long um she must she must have like you know certain union rules about hours and things of that nature and if yeah. if she's not really needed like i don't see her packing a box or anything and maybe they, they just kind of keep her out, but they I don't say really kids know. and dogs. I they, don't really know how that works. Yeah, they, they say kids and dogs um, that you don't want to shoot with them because there's, there's rules and they're unpredictable and stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe they they try to minimize. Yeah, I actually um, this kid that I've been babysitting forever. He j- was just in a movie with Rob Lowe, uh, the Drew Peterson story, mm-hmm. and I was his guardian on set while we worked um like over a weekend they're strict about that right yeah well i was just like because his mom couldn't be there Mm -hmm. but there's still a teacher quote unquote and actually since school wasn't going on she was just she kind of had like board games and like all those like little quiz puzzles and things like that just to keep him entertained and to make sure that um everything was running smoothly because he has a younger it's either a younger brother or him as a baby and they were like you know twin little 10 month old boys and she and the teacher was like yeah so i don't teach them i'm just here to make sure that they are following the rules and the timing you know no whipping is right yeah no she's that's like her main yeah (laughs) her main thing is to make sure that um you know they don't exceed their screen time or working and they're fed or you know what have you it's it's really not a huge deal while on set i guess working with uh, you know, one, two, three kids, but I could see how uh, with this situation, since there are so many that might be in one scene together, that yeah. it has to be like get it done. And these kids are brilliant actors, so they're yes. not. You know, I wouldn't think that they would go over two takes if if not necessary. Right. You know, for most of their stuff, especially like the talking head, just right. little interview style things. So it must be working. You know, really well. Yeah, it's they've they've all got. Uh, a buddy of mine actually worked with um, with Rico Rodriguez. Uh, oh yeah, on because he's got a show I think on 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 Nickelodeon or Nick Junior. He's got he's got some sort of. Oh, uh, what's it called? He is. Uh, uh, he's from Texas. That's wonderful. Like us, he's oh. from Texas. Shout out to Texas. Shout out to Texas. Um, what is? Uh, let's see. I guess uh, he was on iCarly. Corey in the house? No, that was a while ago. I don't know, but he does. He does a bunch of. He worked with him on uh, a couple of of uh, 
of voiceovers. Okay. And, you know, this kid's a star, especially like amongst the younger crowd. Like he's, I mean, he's, he's known, Mm -hmm. you know? And so um, he said that he was, you know, he walked through the streets of New York with him. And I mean, like adults, kids, girls, (laughs) everyone went nuts for him. So um, it's nice to see. You know, young actors that, that just they, and they inhabit their roles so well. Even, even Luke. I, you know, I don't know what he's like in real life, but the, the the kid that plays Luke, he's kind of a genius kid. He's in Mensa, and uh, he's like he has like a high IQ. Is he really? Mm-hmm. He's been in Mensa since he was like four years old. He's uh, Nolan Gould. Uh huh. I know he. Does, I follow his Twitter, and I know that he does a lot of charity events and things of that nature. Wow. You know, yeah, he seems like a pretty fun kid. So That's this incredible. is this is just an act. <laughs> But uh, okay. he seems like a fun spirited. He's two. He's apparently two grades ahead of uh, of Ariel Winter. Yeah, and okay. he's but he's younger. But he's younger. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. <laughs> That's that on ma- set. That magic of television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the camera adds, or the camera takes away two years. Yeah. <laughs> You're demoted two grades on the camera. Um, should we take a quick break? Yeah. Let's yeah, see let's what, the, what, what the what what the word let's is. Let's see what the word on the street is. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Thank you. Wow. And we're back. Wow, that was... After Buzz that TV. That was smooth. That was like You know what that was like? Day. You know when, when McDonald's commercials are shown like on, on BET or something? Yeah, it's like McDonald's now introducing oatmeal. And it's like some <laughs> jazzy some jazzy music behind it. To yeah, to get geared towards that audience. I, I did um <laughs> years ago I did a uh I did a Popeyes commercial in Spanish, and I, oh, yeah? I did I did it for the Bonifa chicken. Oh. So I got to do I got to do the deep in Sp- and it was in Spanish, right? <laughs> and so I wondered. I said, well, why didn't they get me to do the English? Because I could you know I could drop it pretty low. But um, then I met the guy, the guy that the guy that was that was doing the the Bonafide, who mm-hmm. was you know it was like a Lou Rawls looking black dude, and he <laughs> he was like Bonafide, like, he was like D- away, and I was like okay, that's why because I'm the, <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm Lou the very white, yeah. I'm the Lou Rawls, Rawls light, you know, because <laughs> they, they brought in the real deal. For... <laughs> He's selling the spicy chicken, yeah. The new recipe, the new Bonavada. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Popeyes. <laughs> Popeyes, uh, that's funny. Uh, continuation for next time, along with Claire, because I feel like before the end of the season, Claire's gonna run. She has to. I yeah. want Gloria to be her running partner, or like to help with the campaign somehow. Oh, that, that would be, would be just great. amazing. But now at the end of the episode, you know, Phil got offered partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a new real estate agency, so I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, 
I will guess that uh, that may be a change of scenery, uh, maybe like a new house, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you uh, never know. Huh? As, the sh- as these shows, you know, it's always funny to watch. We were uh, my girlfriend and I were watching uh, the X Files pilot. Fiance, now yeah, that's right, the fiance. We'll take uh, a minute. Uh, thank you. Yes, I proposed <laughs> last week. Not to uh, me, ladies. I'm, I mean, guys. Or I'm ladies. still ready. <laughs> yes, Shannon is still ready to be proposed to. <laughs> we can start with coffee, right? We'll start, start on a simple date. Propose that. We can watch Modern Family. We can watch Modern Family in the AfterBuzz TV studio. So uh, we, we watched the, the pilot to X-Files. Mm-hmm. And um, it's always funny to watch shows with their pilots because pilots are you know they earmark a certain amount of money for the pilots and then once they get picked up and they're so you know very different this pilot these kids were six months younger and that's a big change for like a like an eight-year-old boy or like you know what i mean like it's a big hairstyles clothing and then if the show is a hit you know and and you see this a lot like i said x files a lot of these like procedural these cop shows so you'll see you know the really basic haircuts and the like bland clothing and then when the show becomes a hit like you know csi wardrobe, whatever the wardrobe starts you know they're sharp and the, yeah. the sunglasses mm-hmm. and the everything <laughs> oakley sponsors it it's yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty cool so my <laughs> guess is um they're setting it up so that maybe the the, the Dumfries can can move to a nicer house and then that can you know lead to all sorts of things maybe a new neighborhood maybe i don't know they just moved kevin hart next door oh that's true yeah so that's i'm not 100 percent back in that logic oh but you're right you're right yeah it definitely could be mean something else for phil as far as more responsibility so we'll see we'll see phil the career guy yeah is he gonna is he gonna turn into a i don't know you never know boss man the boss man <laughs> the big boss man you know he would embrace it to you know 100 percent. he would go Above and beyond to fill the role. That, That's right. Of he, a partner. He, he would be like a, like Andy on The Office. He yeah. Would just like really, just like you know, he'd do all those corny, you know, motivational like. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's a good television personality to pair him up with. They're pretty. Right. That's pretty really similar. The, they could meet like, at a conference, maybe, yeah, yeah. or something. Something cool. Different networks. Just cr- just cross them all like those Disney shows. Where that's right. Just, like, just everybody shows eight, up on everybody yeah. else's. <laughs> um, another quick thing I want to talk about was uh, the mommy issues. I thought that was funny. Yes. <laughs> with. Um, Gloria. Gloria and Claire and Mitchell and I guess Mitchell and Claire have had this I'm sure that they were poke fun at Gloria, especially that's technically that's your mom now. Right. And uh Well they did that at the Halloween episode uh, last yeah. year, right? She- and in the first season, you know, there was the things where um Luke slipped out that she was a coal digger, but uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, my mom said that you used to dig coal," and, and but it was a gold digger, right. obviously. And you know, so she, she, I'm sure she let some like uh, had some verbal abuse towards her and some frustration at the beginning. And so they probably had this little inside joke where they just kind of make fun of her things that she says, yep. her little like quirky uh, sentences or you know phrases that she tries to um, to say, but. The snickersnackers, like a box of knickknacks, you know, and so Claire starts to make fun and uh, Mitchell doesn't really chime in, you know, he kind of defends Gloria and then Claire goes off on this whole rant about how... You know, he's making her mom, which technically she is his mom, right? But you know, and then uh, she cuddles up next to next to uh, which is funny because you would think that you know it's it, it only seems natural that you know that the you know, the gay man and the really, uh, you know, attractive, you know, curvy, 
woman with you know that they that they that they'd they have, have that kind bond. of that, that you know that bond yeah. you know whereas Claire is is the more serious mm-hmm. you know I, I, I and think, they're very close to age Gloria is only fourteen months younger than right her. right so I'm sure there was there's still that slight sense of you know competitiveness yes definitely yeah. um putting up her guard a little bit maybe and uh, um. But then she realizes that really she has daddy issues. She has the daddy issues, and she's projecting the mommy issues onto onto her brother. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess that's time. I mean, that's that's that's, that's the show. That's pretty much it. I mean, the shows. If anybody else has questions for us, feel free to tweet us or write in or yeah. maybe something so how there, can people find you Mario uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, that's at Cinemario like Cinema Rio that's uh, C-I-N-E M-A-R-I-O and uh, I haven't updated my Funny or Die and I will in a couple of weeks so I'm going to p- plug my Twitter also it's Shannon J Rogers and R- Rogers is R-O-D-G-E-R-S um I'm like one letter away from letting letting it be Shannon Joy Rogers. I think you have to like actually pay money for them to add that character. What, which which the? I'm one character too long if I wanted my full name. Oh, so, I see, yeah. I see, I see. They have Darn you, Twitter. Them. Darn you. Well, join us next week for another episode of Modern Family on AfterBuzz TV. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.